We're now literally being ruled by characters from a Brothers Grimm fairy tale with, uh, that aren't as smart as the characters in the Brothers Grimm fairy tale. It's almost as though they're sitting around and, well, they wouldn't be smoking cigars because they are anti-tobacco, but they're sitting around in vape smoke-filled rooms going like, hey, I got an idea. They'll never go for this one. Let's say we're going to build a giant vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Yes, we're gonna scrub the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Ms. O'Connell told me this story this morning and I went, no, that's just, no, no, no you're wrong. It's, uh, that's somebody like the Gateway Pundit that doesn't check their sources and has published this and it's just, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a small, it's a line from a bigger story that they turned into to a big clickbait headline. But no, this is actually real for this is from the New York Times on Friday. Biden administration to spend 1.2, how much was it? 1.2 billion dollars, number two. 1.2 billion dollars in order to vacuum carbon dioxide out of the air. No, I'm not making it up, and neither is the Times. Uh, United States Secretary of Energy Jenny Grand uh, Jenny Granny Granholm announced on Friday that her agency would be funding two projects to deploy technology known as direct air capture. Where's the Dyson guy when we need him? Hello, this is Michael Dyson for the Biden regime. The Biden regime has contracted with the Dyson Vacuum Cleaner Corporation to design and build the world's largest vacuum cleaner device. We will be scrubbing actual carbon dioxide out of the Earth's atmosphere and then cycling it through this super double-secret probation Dyson carbon dioxide scrubber filter system. Oh, it works just like a HEPA filter. No carbon dioxide will then be returned into the atmosphere, thereby depriving the atmosphere of uh, global warming and climate change of the carbon dioxide that's driving it. Blah, 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 blah. Actually, as if you know, you've been listening to this show long enough, you know that carbon dioxide is not the primary driver of uh, temperature in the atmosphere. I mean, it's part of it. But water vapor is the number one. It's all about water vapor. It's about water vapor and solar cycles. And that's what it's about. Don't tell that to these Keystone cop clowns, though. Grand Home on Thursday told reporters, now listen to this quote, these projects are going to help us prove out the potential of these next generation technologies so that we can add them to our climate crisis fighting arsenal. Giant vacuums that can suck decades of old carbon pollution straight out of the sky. Close quote. Mitterture, please, you have to be making it. I'm not making it up. By the by, let's just go through the drill once again, just for poops and giggles. What is a billion dollars? When you go like, come on, TKD, it's only $1.2 billion. It's only $1.2 billion.
billion dollars. That's chump change, I know, in the grand seven trillion dollar scheme of things. Still, what's a billion dollars? Well, again, take a four by four pallet, stack it four feet tall with $20 bills or tens or whatever it takes to make it four feet tall, and then multiply that times 1,000. That's a billion dollars. So that's 1,000 pallets stacked with $1 million in cash on it times 1,000. That's a billion. Now, I have to uh, just uh, ask the question, when Granny Granholm goes to the people that are going to construct this thing, do they ask any pertinent questions about vacuum cleaner technology? Are there any non-straight faces in the room that are giggling going like, why don't we just not build the thing and you just give us the $600 million? How about that? We'll say that we built it. And look, we'll, we'll, we'll build a facade that looks like a giant vacuum cleaner floor scrubber head <laughs> and point it towards the sky, uh, but it won't actually do anything. We'll put a couple of fans in there to make it look like there's some air puffing in and out of it, but it doesn't actually have to do anything, but just give us the $600 million. You don't really care if it works or not anyway. Whatever happened to just planting trees? Yeah, whatever happened to just... <laughs> Man, it's so... I'm old enough to remember when we planted a tree on a weekend. Why would you want to do that? Trees breathe in carbon dioxide. Yes, this is our lead story today. That's how ridiculous the news cycle is. Yes, we're going to talk about vacuum cleaners. I am serious about this, though. The ruling elites must just be sitting around their little Biden roundtable going like, oh, if they don't revolt over this one, if these rubes... Don't revolt over this one. They are never going to revolt. Can, I mean, can you just seriously, if, 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 if I were the host of Saturday Night Live and I came out and said, did my mind along, and, hey, we're going to have a really big show tonight. Why do you see the giant air scrubbing vacuum cleaner? The CO2 sucker. The CO2 sucker. Could you see Steve Martin coming on going, it's going to be, we're going to vacuum a really big sky. They're just sitting there mocking us now. I'm, I'm serious. They're just sitting there going like, oh, they're not, we'll never get away with this one. This is literally taken from a rejected script from an Austin Powers movie. Mike Myers couldn't get the funding to build the, 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 the film and to get the cast together and to get it all written and everything. The giant vacuum cleaner vacuuming the CO2 out of the sky. Look, this is so ridiculous that Gru, <laughs> the Gru bad guy and his minions, I mean, this is straight out of a Gru movie, isn't it? We are going to steal the moon. We are going to vacuum the sky. What's the difference between stealing the moon, which crew did, and vacuuming the sky? 
The projects were approved in Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure plan. That's the 666 Build Back Better. Uh, total funds are allocated for the four commercial-scale air capture plants are three and a half billions of dollars. One of these things is going to be built right here in Louisiana in Calcasieu Parish. Right down the road from Walsingham West. One is going to be built in Texas, one in Calcasieu Parish. Now, that tells me then that... Some member of the Louisiana delegation, and it must be, it was either Senator, it was either Senator Kennedy, Cassidy, or it was Congressman Jones lobbied to get the construction funds for Louisiana. Hey, you're going to give the trillion dollars away anyway. You might as well give, you might as well give the Bayou State some of it. The plants will vacuum the carbon out of the air in order to provide, quote, environmental benefits to diverse applications across multiple sectors of the economy, close quote. There's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo thrown in there to make it look like this is legit. All this is, ladies and gentlemen, all this is, at the end of the day, uh, it, it, because it's so stupid and so ridiculous, this is just how the game is now played. This is the Biden regime in cahoots with some Louisiana politicians and Texas politicians that either thus far, each of them has now scammed $600 million to be squandered in this state and in the state of Texas. And just be showered upon people that happen to be in the right place at the right time, screwed the right people somewhere down the line, and then got in, a, got in line for the $7 trillion all-you-can-eat buffet. If we don't revolt over this and just reject this as a fake form, of, as a fake government edifice, I don't know whatever will cause people to. I'm literally laughing at this as I'm reading it going... I can't believe I'm actually reading this. <laughs> this is a rejected Dr. Evil movie plot. Not even Hollywood would greenlight it. Even the wackos that made like the, uh, what was the uh, the movie with Dennis Quaid about the, uh, the environment, the, the great climate freeze. You know, the climate... If the climate crisis was going to trigger not a global warming event, but a global freezing event. Roland Emmerich put his money and his name behind that, that, that wretched excuse for a film. They rejected this. It will essentially be a process where hydrogen pulled from carbon dioxide will be used to fuel hydrogen energy plants. Well, there's an idea whose time has come. But wait a minute. <clears throat> Why do you need hydrogen energy plants? I've never heard of such a thing. I know that once upon a time that there was talk about a CO2 or a H2O driven automobile. Remember that? It was the, the great conspiracy theory of all time, the granddaddy of them all, the guy supposedly that was on 60 Minutes that built the carburetor that used, ga that used water and not gasoline, and they had him assassinated because, you know, the oil companies had him killed because we, we couldn't, and, and the patent was squashed. It was never to be found. I want to say they made a movie about this because, well, we couldn't put the oil companies out of business, you see. 
Because if there was a carburetor that used water instead of gasoline or diesel, well, then that would be the end of the oil companies. We wouldn't need them anymore because you'd power everything by water. But a strange thing happened uh, on the way to paradise and on the way to a water-powered car. Multiple inventors have tried to do it, and it doesn't work. The, least, the, least, the smallest of the problems is the sequestration and the maintenance and keeping of very, very, very volatile hydrogen and having people sitting on top of basic hydrogen bombs. And I don't mean like an H-bomb, like an atom bomb. I mean just when hydrogen explodes. See the Hindenburg, for an example. So stupid and so ridiculous, but there it is. Here, staying on the same subject now. Maisie Hirohito Hirano has now said that it's illegal to say the term climate change in the state of Hawaii. And it should be made illegal everywhere in the United States. We need a climate speech code. That will solve the problem. Miniature, please! You're, you have to be making all... I'm not making it up. Digital media file number two. Here you go. Experts warn that, that extreme disasters such as this one are only becoming more common because climate change is fueling mm -hmm. stronger Experts. storms, hotter temperatures, yeah. more widespread droughts. And earlier this week, President Biden incorrectly claimed he had already declared a climate emergency, which would give him additional the climate powers to combat the climate crisis. Given what you're seeing on the ground, do you want President Biden to actually declare a climate emergency? I think that we uh, we very, very much need to acknowledge uh, that climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even the, use the words climate change because they still have a hit in the sand attitude. But for example, they what the hell does that even mean? Three hundred billion dollars to combat climate change and, and to uh, move us away from continuing reliance on fossil fuels. Yes, there is more that needs Stop to be done. The and there will be Stop lessons the tape. Stop the tape. How did you get from Hawaii to Mordor, <clears throat> Winch? Tell me, what, you, were you on a dirigible? Did you take, a, did you take the Goodyear blimp? I, I must have missed the blimp express. How did you get from Hawaii to the mainland and then to Mordor? I'm going to bet you everything that you own, fossil fuels. Which, by the way, we should all stop using their terminology. Stop saying gay. Stop saying pans. Stop using their language. They have co-opted and corrupted and destroyed the language. Call the actual fuel that you call gasoline or crude oil, call it what it is. It is a complex carbohydrate. Or, or, or hydrocarbon, complex hydrocarbons. Do you know how we know this? Do you know how we know that during when God created the, 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 the universe and we created the planets and when he created the earth and all the finite amount of elements, well, last I checked was 103 elements, um, and, then, and then the compounds that could be made from those elements, one of the moons around Jupiter I think it's either Jupiter or Saturn. You know what it's made out of? Liquid natural gas. It's natural gas that because it's so cold there, gravitational forces have made the core of the planet. I want to say it's Io. 
It's either Io or what are the two big moons of uh, Jupiter? It's either Io or um, oh gosh, what's the other? One? Uh, in any event, the, the core, of the the surface of the planet of the moon, which is bigger than the Earth, is made out of liquefied natural gas. Now, where were the dinosaurs that contributed? When you say fossil fuel, you're playing into the Darwinian narrative. It's not fossil fuel. It's continually being made. Here, where's Brian Kokat when I need him? The exact same process that makes soil on the surface of the earth, the same process that makes soil, makes oil. They even rhyme. We can have a, hey, while we're on the subject of nursery rhymes and giant vacuum cleaners, why don't we make a rhyme up? Soil and oil. True story. You put the same process under pressure from the crust of the earth, just laying around, being all crust, acting all crusty and stuff, and pushing down on the process that makes the soil, and ultimately you add some heat, and it turns it into what we call crude oil. That is a fact. Crude oil is nothing more than soil continuing to biodegrade. It breaks down until its most fundamental building blocks, carbon or complex hydrocarbons. And you can find this anywhere in the universe. They're going to have hydrocarbons on Mars. They're going to have them on our moon. If they drill down deep enough, they'll find some. They're going to have them on that moon that's orbiting around Jupiter. And they have them at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. And then when you, and then you add into the Gulf of Mexico, let's say you're in 1,000 feet of water. So 33, that's roughly 30 atmospheres. You add 30 atmospheres of weight to the weight of the crust of the earth, and it doesn't, you don't have to go down very far. That's why they do oil exploration in the Gulf of Mexico, for example, because the water adds to the pressure, and then you have, you don't have to drill down as far to get to where the oil, uh, the oil is. It's not a fossil fuel. But I want to ask Maisie Hirano, Hirohito Hirano, how in the hell did you get off that island? I've been watching a lot of the TV show Lost lately. I wish people like her were truly lost on an island. I wish there was a Hawaiian island that was run by Ben Linus. Okay. Now go ahead. Let's hear some more. Maisie Hirohito Hirono. Gibberish. This is authentic Hawaiian gibberish. From this ongoing tragedy for the other counties, as well as the county of Maui, clearly wildfires is an occurrence in Hawaii. People don't realize that, uh, that, that acres are burned in Hawaii, as in so many other states. And in terms of the percentage of acreage burned, uh, Hawaii is on a par with other states. There is not enough uh, recognition that we are going to need to combat uh, these kinds of wildfires. We have situations where the tremendously high winds what? that were attendant to Hurricane what? Dora what? just uh, oh, resulted Dora the in these flames just leaping and, and spreading in, uh, in just... Uh, well, flames were leaping I can't even tell spreading. you how fast the flames spread. So we need to be so uh, assessing uh, our ability to contend with these kinds of uh, natural occurring disasters, which we are seeing more of, and the, and the frequency and the Is it a natural disaster or not? That is done. Clearly, this is happening all across the, the world. Yeah. 
Oh, it, well, is it natural or is it not? You just said that it was climate change, man caused it, what have you here. Then you go and you say it's a natural disaster. By the by, there have been wildfires long before, and there always will be long wildfires, long before the Hawaiian version of Smokey the Bear. Fire predates Smokey the Bear. I know this may come as a surprise to some people. Here is a headline from Mark Morano's Climate Depot, which links to the CO2 coalition. Hawaiian fires fueled by invasive grasses, a wet spring, and human ignition sources. So humans are responsible for the wildfires. Uh, Maisie, you may want to know that, you nutbag. Uh, because they started them. Not because they ran their lawnmower <laughs> or took the weed whacker out to tame some some weeds that were growing around their fences, but because they caused them by being careless with fire. The Maui fire, this is from the, uh, from the piece. The Maui fire would have devastated Lehanya in a colder or warmer climate. So it starts off with going like, if it was 110 degrees or if it was 35, fires are not held in check by the temperature. It would have devastated Lahaina in high or low CO2 concentrations. The key is managing the dead grasses that become flammable in just hours. Climate change was irrelevant. Declaring a climate emergency is the climate crisis. Declaring a climate emergency to reduce fossil fuels is a useless remedy that only misdirects funds that will be needed to better manage a fire-prone landscape. The massive destruction and loss of life in Lahaina, Hawaii, due to the recent wildfires evoked a tremendous compassion and concern from around the world. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, um, so how can such a tragedy be prevented from ever happening again? Which is, now, that's an operative question. That's like saying, though, how can an earthquake ever be prevented from happening again? Well, it can't be. First, according to meteorologist Cliff Mass, the one you cited earlier, Hawaii is one of the most fire-prone states in the United States. And then there's a graph that's attached. Lightning is rare on Maui. Fewer than 30 thunderstorms rattle across the Hawaiian Islands each year, and most occur during January and February. Accordingly, there have been no reports of an August lightning strike, so it seems doubtful the tragic fire was started naturally. According to a Hawaiian Wildlife Management Organization, 98% of all Hawaiian fires are started by people, of which 75% are due to carelessness. Thus, the Smokey the Bear type campaign that only you can prevent forest fires would help raise people's consciousness, especially newcomers. But that's all it would do. As retirees flocked to Hawaii seeking the health benefits of a warmer climate. What an irony. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You said you moved to Hawaii to get to a warmer climate? I thought it was the climate crisis. The earth setting itself on fire, folks. I thought we wanted to lower the temperature. What did, did the old, did the geezeroids out there, did the geezered citizens not get the memo that heat is bad for you? That you don't ever want a rising temperature? You want the temperature to always be going down. Say the whale humping wackos. Wait a minute, they're not even whale humpers anymore. They, they are literally saying, screw the whales, which continue to wash up on the coast of New Jersey. 
Well, we don't want to talk about that. That's an inconvenient truth. Hmm. That was an Al Gore little pun, wasn't it? The population of Hawaii has tripled since 1980, which only increases the probability of a careless fire being started. It started by an electrical spark. Efforts to secure a vulnerable electric grid is required. Sadly, the remaining fires have been suspiciously ignited by arsonists. And arson is nearly impossible to prevent. Now, ask yourself the question, why would arsonists be starting fires? So the climacrathel appears that much more dire. They are killing people, in other words, in order to pimp the climate lockdowns that supposedly Biden is going to trigger this week. Now, Ms. O'Connell, may I hear the conspiracy theory from the guy that was like, wait a minute, you only had 60 firemen on the entire three islands to deal with the fire. The governor was out of town. <laughs> the mayor was out of town, et cetera, et cetera. All the people that could have been called upon immediately for emergency management just happened to be. Five of their top emergency people were gone. Five of the top emergency responders in Hawaii were gone. The day the, uh, the massive wildfires or the wind-driven fires began. And then there's more history on this if you actually want to learn about it. As Maui's pineapple and sugarcane plantations were abandoned, they became dominated by invasive annual grasses that flourished in disturbed soils. Fire experts categorize, categorize such small diameter grasses as one-hour lag fuels, meaning that within half a day of dry weather, these grasses become highly flammable, allowing fires to rapidly spread in even more moderate winds. Annual grasses typically die due, uh, during the dry seasons. Maui's rainless period typically lasts from around July the 25th to July, uh, I'm sorry, May 25th to July 15th. Furthermore, Lahania is situated on the leeward side of Maui's mountains. These highlands uh, ring out the moisture carried by the trade winds, with only 15 inches of rain following in, uh, falling in Lahania compared to 300 inch, in, in, inches per year on the mountains to the east. Thus, Lahania's surrounding grassland vegetation is primed each summer to, to rapidly burn once ignited. Counterintuitively, wet seasons create higher fire danger by increasing the abundance of dead grass for the dry season. Spring of 2023 was cooler and wetter than normal, leading to a high grass fuel load. In other words, it was cooler and got more rain. This particular type of grass grows better in that environment, and that's what caused there to be such a or, or, or bountiful amount, if you will, of these particular grasses. Then you get a dry season, it gets hot, the grass dries out, and all you need then is a Biden-appointed arsonist to come in there and start a fire, and bam, oh, you got enough whim to drive the fire down the mountain and ultimately to the sea. 